Hey guys, welcome back to the Create Me Podcast. This is going to be episode 64 of my series of chats with Look Again Festival artists. And today my guest is Morag Myerskoff. Um, she is participating in this year's festival with a piece called Love at First Sight. I had a really cool chat with Morag at the Night Room Studio Space. I hope you guys enjoy and I'll catch up with you at the end. Hello and welcome to the Creamy Podcast. Yes, I'm back again um, for another series of chats with artists participating in this year's Look Again Festival. And today my guest is artist Morag Myerskoff. How's it going, Morag? Hello. Good. Good to be here. Thank Good. you. Yeah, for thanks for coming me. on. No, <laughs> <laughs> kind of going over each other's words. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for coming on the podcast and agreeing to come on and you know, speak about um, your project for this year's um, festival, which is called Love at First Sight. Um, you know, we was kind of speaking off mic about, you know, your connection to Aberdeen, which we're going to kind of delve into a bit more. But to start off with, um, how did you kind of get involved with this year's Look Again Festival? I got an email from Sally and the Look Again team um, asking me if I would be interested in doing a project here. And they had seen my work and they'd seen my work for a long time. Yeah. And then um, it was a very poignant time when they got in contact with me because um, my mother had died just before Christmas of last year and or the year before 2017. And um, and it and my mother had met my father in Aberdeen. Mm -hmm. And so then there was this connection with Aberdeen and I'd never been to Aberdeen before or had that connection and it felt right. Yeah. And so all I just said, I spoke to them and there was this moment where we just felt this has got to happen this year. Yeah. And you said that, you know, your mum, your mum's from Scotland or from Aberdeen. She's not oh, from okay, Aberdeen. Okay. No, right. but she went to Glasgow School of Art and yeah. then a post came up to teach at Gray's School of Art. Mm-hmm. So she was head of, I think it was 1959 or something. Okay. It's quite a while ago. Yeah. And she was head of the textile and uh, embroidery department. Yeah. And how did, like, you know, your mum did actually me? Then my dad was um, is a viol- was a viola player and, and he was touring with the Royal Ballet in the orchestra and my mum was staying in a boarding house and my dad um, was also had a room and he saw my mum at the top of the stairs yeah. and decided she was the one for him okay. and then that's it and we, I've got two sisters, there's three of us. <laughs> So there was, uh, yeah, they fell in love and um, and then got married like six months later. Okay. And I guess back then that was really quite soon, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah I would say. Um, but I think, you know, because people were a little bit more restrained in those days, yeah. maybe they got married quicker. I don't know. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. You know, yeah. We want to make this work and we, want, we don't want to be judged by a family member. So yeah. let's just get on with it. Yeah, let's you know? get on with it. Um, so... You know, the title for this piece, um, which is going to be... It's at the Castle Gate, isn't it? Um, yeah. In Aberdeen. Market Cross, yeah. yeah. And it's called Love at First Sight. Yeah. And I was kind of interested about why you chose that title specifically. Well, I felt it was an all-encompassing title that it 
What I wanted to do is work with Look Again Festival and the community of Aberdeen to make a piece that belonged to them and, and had a connection to me. Mm -hmm. And um, the connection to me is my mum and dad, my mother being Scottish, and then the connection to the city was that it was at the Mercat Cross, which was about meeting and gathering, and to to work on the project that people could be really involved with. So we spoke with Joe Gilbert, the poet, to work with the community to write... Um, she did a patchwork poem yeah. called Dear Aberdeen in um, Doric, Doric yeah. but I'm not going to um, try. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt, so I'm just going to say... it in London accent yeah. <laughs> um, and um, uh, and they wrote this amazing poem about what Aberdeen means to them the good some good things and bad things all sorts of things yeah. and it's this really wonderful poem and she also wrote a beautiful poem about my mum and dad's chance meeting okay. so it's sort of serendipity and chances yeah. and and this city you know there's things coming from the sea people coming on the train you know there's all lots of big mix of people discussing and doing things yeah. and and that's why I wanted the piece to be also a discussion point mm -hmm. and then the way I make my projects often it's I get lots of people to help me paint yeah. and that has been fantastic I mm -hmm. mean the look again team just got an amazing group of people yeah. together to paint I was here for a bit and yeah. then I left all the plans and everything and then people have been painting for 20 days and I've yeah. got to give a big call out to absolutely everybody and Joe and Suzanne and, and Sally and all the team and everybody who were just amazing and they made it happen. Yeah, I've been following that story and like on Instagram and stuff thinking like, wow, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of work going into this. Yeah. And how did you kind of feel about, you know, um, your first time coming up? This, this was your first time coming up to Aberdeen. Yeah. How did you feel about Aberdeen coming up and taking it in the first time that, you know, your mum was kind of... Well, I just like, cried. Okay. All the time. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, it was really... It was more emotional than yeah. I thought it would be, yeah. actually, because I, I, you know, there obviously is a big connection. Mm -hmm. And um, even though I'm born and bred in London, yeah. my mother was very Scottish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so that has sort of um, washed, you know, it, yeah. you know, and so I, I felt very much with. I mean, I've been on holiday quite a lot. My parents used to go. We used to go to um, more West Coast yeah. and Malay and stuff. Mm -hmm. But. So I have been to Scotland quite a few times, but this was this is a different thing of working with yeah. people, and it did feel a very very strong connection. Yeah. And then I went into the Peacock Gallery and I saw this picture on the wall, and I thought, I remember, I know that artist's work, and it's Frances Walker, who was one of my mum's friends, okay. who's a witness at my mum's wedding as yeah. well. And they said, oh, Frances, which of course I don't know why it didn't click, you know, yeah. is like lives around the corner and then so then there's been the whole connection with Francis and I went to see Francis recently yeah. and um so it feels very strange yeah something I didn't even know yeah. was going to feel quite as strong as it yeah, does yeah a bit of a feeling of home a bit even yeah it's like yeah weird been, yeah I had this kind of thing as well when I was younger like because my my mum's from Jamaica mm -hmm. and culturally being around that in the household even though you're in London you know like our house where we lived it would be like you know little Jamaica or something but yeah then, I remember the first time we went over there in the summer summer holidays I was like 10 or 11 years old 
now it's overwhelming. Can't explain this as I'm quite young, but it's experience mm. of like you have loads of relatives, and this is where your mom did this and that. And my mum's still with us, fortunately, and you just kind of like, oh, there's a connection, there. Mm. and you can't at that young age you can't really explain that what that connection is. But I guess for you, maybe you heard about Aberdeen from your mum said, oh yeah, mm. you know, I used to kind of teach up there. Something. Yeah. How did that feel when you went to RGU? Grace. Yeah, that I would the whole thing feels very strange. Yeah. And and my mum died really suddenly, so it does feel weird that she can't she's not here yeah. as well. That yeah. is a sort of strange yeah. thing. Um but yeah, it does feel like everybody feels I like I am very connected. Yeah. Um and because my mum would always still um she went to Glasgow Art School. Mm. And she still was part of the whole embroidery thing and yeah. she would exhibit and stuff. So, it's, you know, I don't think a day went by if you didn't talk about Scotland <laughs> in yeah. some form or yeah. another, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's a weird feeling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah especially the, it's, a, it's a connection there. And I guess when you, like, you know, you're at a stage where you can actually articulate that and recognize that as well mm. and, 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 it, and it's quite a powerful thing mm. as well you know like even on like a conscious or unconscious level yeah that you're very much connected to Aberdeen you know like I was telling you off mic you know I have a child now a little girl yeah and then you know she'll grow up and you know, I don't know if we'll be here forever in Aberdeen but you know she will have a connection here you know as well absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I think it's um it's fascinating mm-hmm. and, and and absolutely you don't re- you don't when I was little, I didn't think when we went to Scotland particularly, yeah. but now I, yeah, it was profound. Yeah. Mm. And um, you said that Jo Gilbert was working with the local community. Yeah. So was she going to schools? With all this? She went with, um, she went to various places. Okay. I haven't got the list yeah. of, um, and um, she uh, worked, and I did one workshop with her where we did some patterns, mm-hmm. and then and she did the words, okay. and 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 it was she got this whole collection. It was it's really amazing poem, and she got this whole collection of um, sound bites in a way, and then yeah. formed it into um, a poem, yeah. and it's really strong. It really makes you identify with areas of Aberdeen yeah. and, and things it, yeah I guess the thing as well because like um, I've been in Aberdeen for 15 years and starting when I first came here and I think I was kind of spoke too fast a bit for some people my London accent it's definitely toned down for my thick South London accent <laughs> but you know it's the thing as well with Doric and I think Aberdeen has, a, they have, has this very own Pacific identity mm. with the Doric speaking mm. and Doric kind of like culture as well yeah I guess that might um, when you first kind of came across the whole Doric thing how did you interpret this like oh my god I don't understand what that means and stuff well when, and, interestingly yeah. I thought when I was given the, the Doric book which yeah. is and I thought I didn't understand it and I thought and so then when um, Joe gave me the poems all in Doric mm. I was like oh am I going to have to get a translation book <laughs> but then I read it out loud yeah. And then I understood it all, mm-hmm. and I think it's because I can hear my mum's voice as yeah, well. So yeah. because it's it's not so much the written word when you hear it, they're words you recognise, yeah. but when it's written down, they're written in a different way mm-hmm. than um, than those words yeah. in English are. Mm-hmm. So so um, I so I was amazed actually that I could read the whole poem. Okay. 
and understand it completely clearly yeah. without having to get it translated. So mm-hmm. I think it's that also um, because my as my father my father was a musician and I'm yeah. totally I can't play any instrument. Okay. But my dad used to always say it was my consolation to me that I had a good ear, and I think <laughs> that um, I, you know, I was probably more in tune with the sounds or the things that things way my mother said things than I knew I than I thought I was and so um when I read it I could speak like that in my head (laughs) so I could understand it um yeah and I think it's and and there are many words that um in Doric that my mum would use I think they're just sort of Scottish slang words you know they're words that people use quite a lot and my mum and definitely my grandmother used quite a few of those words so I want to. I want to. I'll come back to the look again, kind of the, the piece of look again. But I also mm-hmm. want to speak about you and your mm-hmm. own kind of practice and mm-hmm. you know, your own work. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing a big part of your influence, you younger, was your parents. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. yeah. And, um, who else then? What else kind of influenced you to kind of go down a creative path in life? Well, my dad actually um, wanted us maybe to go more down an academic route. Okay. Uh, and my sister, my older sister, Shauna, is a family law solicitor. And then I decided at school that I wanted to go and go to art school. Yeah. And, but because my dad had gone to the Royal Academy of Music and my mum had gone to art school in Glasgow, um, they didn't really know about ones in London or yeah. anything. So I just chose, I decided I wanted... To, well, I think I had an interesting art teacher and I decided I wanted to go to St Martin's. So. Okay. I did foundation at St Martin's and then I carried yeah. on at Cent- Central St Martin's now. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up doing an MA at the RCA, which my dad never under- was, didn't understand what I was doing. <laughs> so even though I came from a very bohemian yeah. um, uh, background and I think that definitely set the scene, mm-hmm. I, don't, um, I don't think what I actually did, my, particularly my dad, <laughs> was, was that interested yeah. or, or knew. But... Um, I um so I think when you're younger you often want to not do the same as your parents. Yeah, so yeah. I because naturally what I was good at when I was young was textiles mm-hmm. and embroidery like my mum. But because my mum was doing it I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. So then I I did more graphics but I never okay. felt I fitted in with graphics mm-hmm. so much I wanted to make big opera sets and you know, big. I I didn't want to do posters and stuff. Yeah. I wanted to had a bigger vision. Okay. But at the time when I was at college, that wasn't really um, encouraged. Okay. I think it's different now. So yeah. then it's taken me a really, really long time. I you know I ran, I had my own studio, all sorts of. Things. But only in the last seven years, I've actually been doing what I probably always been meant to do, okay. <laughs> which right. are my big structures. Yeah. And and I think that's also because the landscape's changed. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't, in the past, be able to build things in city centres. Yeah. You know, it was restrictive. Mm-hmm. And so I think, for me, even though it took me a, a long time in a roundabout, convoluted way, maybe this is the right time. Yeah. Maybe earlier would have been the wrong time. You know, so, so now I, I just... 
that's why I don't really like being labelled what type of work I do yeah. because I just I think there's these new spaces that is neither one nor another or another thing you just work in your own space and yeah. and, and that's what I like make and I I, I like making big installation people pieces though that connect with community and and yeah. people and people feel like they they're part of it or they have something to do with it or it's yeah. it's of some reason for them yeah you know um and really one of my big projects for quite a few years now which stems back to this whole thing we talked about Aberdeen is about belonging and yeah. understand where you belong mm -hmm. because as well as my mother being Scottish, my father's family were French okay. and English. So, yeah. And when we lived in Holloway, that was sort of weird mm -hmm. when I was brought up in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Um, and I, so I never felt like I fitted in. Yeah. So then all the time I've been trying to work out how I fit into places. Oh, okay. So And then I, I think then that's interesting to do work to try and find out what make, builds communities mm -hmm. how in this day that we live where um everything isn't controlled by religion and, yeah. well there's a lot of control yeah. but you know community isn't all yeah. based around the church and you yeah. know all that sort of then how do you build communities up and what does that how do you do that and can you do that by working together yeah. you know so lots of things i guess as well i think like um i probably haven't really kind of reflecting much about you know Aberdeen's kind of community as a whole not just the kind of creative community which I kind of focus on more mm. I guess you know you come from London and we know there's loads of pockets mm. of different communities that mm. we're from in South London there's a mm. massive like you know Indian Pakistani Caribbean African mm. kind of influence in their communities and it all seemed very much separated separated and partitioned off and stuff so I don't know correct me if I'm wrong but I think you know from what your work and what you're wanting to do you want it to be all encompassing and people to kind of everyone to kind of take this on and you know, and take from it what they will. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I what I've like for from being brought up in London, mm. I what I do think is good about London is is how integrated things yeah. are. You know, it's mm. not too divided. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that's mm. where you know in in Holloway and um, the areas that I know, Hoxton and various places. Yeah. Um, and and I do I want people to cross to 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 put, all join their cultures yeah. to ha be distinct. Mm -hmm. Not it's not like doing a melange or yeah. anything. So it's about expressing yourself. So I did a big project in Graz at an arts festival, and it was about um, how in Graz there is a big divide, um, and how do we bring people together yeah. and and what we built this big installation and then we worked with this gallery and they got all the different groups of people to come and share their food and make oh, their okay. own food yeah. their own culture their nationalities food or how you know for each other mm -hmm. and share them and then make a recipe book that then everybody understood okay. other people because yeah. i think it's about getting people to not to understand each other and actually mm -hmm. we're all human beings yeah yeah <laughs> and we're all here together for yeah. you know and and not to think oh that person's like that or that's like yeah. that because that's all just ignorance it's just because mm. you you haven't met people enough yeah. or you haven't listened to those people and so 
what I find is if you can make these projects where you can draw them together, sometimes it's not the physical making of the project. It could be the performances in the project. It could be... There's many, many ways of um, bringing people together and yeah. feeling like work belongs to them and and they're part of it and, and there's a value in it yeah. as well. And why do you think then, like that you kind of gravitate towards creating larger kind of pieces of work or installations? Where do you think that comes from? Um, just, I don't really, just, I think for many years I have worked on big architectural projects with architects, more in um, sort of interpreting buildings yeah. and things. And particularly outside... You have to to make a statement to make an impact. Scale is is a big you know you have to make a scale. So at the moment at Castlegate, you know hopefully from Union Street you will be able to see that piece yeah. from a really long way. We did a piece in Zocala Square in Mexico City, which is like the biggest square in the whole of Mexico. Yeah. And it was positioned just right at the end of the road that literally cuts through the whole of the city. Right. And you could see that piece glowing. Right. So I, I think it's really important to make impact and to make pieces of work that surprise people yeah. and and also to show that you as you don't need loads of people loads of computers and loads of things and loads and loads of money you can make quite a big statement by humans make you know painting yeah, yeah. sort of painting and mm-hmm. um and so yeah i i think i just like big things yeah. <laughs> i like making big statements really to have impact i want to have that impact but then at the same time i don't want i use scaffolding i use ply um, because the scaffolding will go back to the scaffolder, yeah, and then the ply hopefully will be what, what you know the in majority of things I've done they're either given to schools okay. to put on walls yeah. or um, and reuse yeah. so it's not thrown away yeah. and or and and then with ply if it has to be recycled it can be mm-hmm. recycled so I think it's important also that you're just not making these things to throw away, you know, that they have some life yeah, as well, beyond. Yeah. Um, I did a big piece in um, Cape Town okay. and there was this amazing group, Seesaw Do, who took all the panels and they um, there had been a library that had been burnt down and they they just took, I, I didn't mind what they did, yeah. they just cut them all out, they made tables out of them, they oh, made things wow. and they just transformed this place yeah. and then they... In a township, they clad the outside of the sports ground with the kids and the kids made all this stuff with it. So that, for me, is an amazing thing because it it has another life. Absolutely, it's like a long-lasting legacy, isn't it, as well? Yeah, it moves. And then people also then take it and interpret it in their way as well. Yeah, that's really cool. And the kind of thing I wanted to ask you, like, um, you've been coming back and forth, like, to Aberdeen, Mm, mm. kind of see through this piece of work as Mm. well. And how's it how's it coming along so far? It's I'm I can't I mean the team of people mm-hmm. here are just phenomenal. Yeah. I mean it is phenomenal, mm-hmm. I've got to say. Yeah. And I did do a huge task of um 
a big ask for people to paint because I could only stay for three days. I think I came yeah. and we set the thing, and then everybody's been paint, painting for twenty days. Yeah, and the the team have been unbelievable. I mean, it's the amount of people who've come and done the painting, and and I just so. I really want to meet, see everybody. I met lots and lots of people yeah. over those three days, mm-hmm. but I want to thank everybody for being so enthusiastic and, and making this thing happen yeah. and um, to, yeah, amazing people. Awesome. Yeah, I think, you know, this is kind of, I think um, in Aberdeen, it's good to see that people are wanting to engage and support like a piece of work, you know, like this. Mm. You, when you first kind of started creating large pieces and say if you had to kind of go away be on another job somewhere else mm. do you have this kind of thing of this control thing of actually were you checking up on Instagram and making sure everything was right or do you go like no that's cool they know what they're doing I I am um, in the past yeah. in the first few projects I was um, really obsessed and um, and would do it all and a lot of yeah. projects I paint myself yeah. or depending on the budgets on the project then I get people in and I pay them and you know so um I it it all varies yeah um but I then did a project in Sweden where I um I couldn't stay there for three weeks Mm -hmm. and I showed some two young guys who just graduated and a team of young people how to do it and then they um would send me photographs and but what I thought was interesting as well, instead of me being there all the time, overseeing it, it was actually really good because it is a really big um, thing to get your head around. It's like a massive jigsaw and yeah. I will supply all the drawings and everything, but somebody has to control it and then you have to keep the pace up. Yeah. And, and these guys from Sweden said that it was so good for them because they had never, they didn't, they wouldn't, if I hadn't shown them how I wanted the, uh, painting to be like that probably yeah. wouldn't have done it quite like that yeah. they would have cut some corners <laughs> and also they then learned how to organize a team of people okay. and, and, and keep the momentum yeah. up you know so after that I thought actually that is good and mm-hmm. it's it's good for people to feel like they're responsible yeah. it's their thing mm-hmm. You know they're they're going to make this happen, yeah, and yeah. and so and have ownership over it. Absolutely. So now I don't know. I mean, and here everybody was, you know, Joe, Gann, and Susan Ross, and you know Sally and the whole team. They're they're so um, amazing. They're so great anyway, and they're yeah. doing the art school. I mean, I couldn't have asked for more perfect. Yeah. And the work is absolutely unbelievably brilliant. Everybody's painted it so beautifully. I can't wait to get those panels up. No, yeah, they're looking really beautiful. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. You know, when it all gets set up and stuff as well. And I guess like this is like the last week because this is this week. Three days. Go, yeah, three it? days. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was kind of thinking like you know when you kind of don't want to kind of bother someone too much and thinking they've got the last three days of a big project and but it's going all well. And, but it's yeah. a bit out of my hands now, yeah. really, because um, the painting's been done, mm-hmm. the, um, the scaffolding's up. Yeah. As long as I haven't got all my measurements wrong, oh. <laughs> that's my only fear. No, hopefully it'll be all right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to go up. Yeah. And then um, there's a few things I have to do. I'm going to ribbon and various things. But it's just really now that we, it's making sure that everything's about timing yeah. all the time. And it, when you do these projects, it's so, 
there's there's all the creative part like anything but there's a creative part at the beginning yeah and then there's this massive massive organizational thing and then also making sure that you keep to timing yeah. and I, I i think i'm i am quite disciplined and um i can work out timings of stuff you know and hopefully at the moment i feel that the guys are doing you know they're getting all the buttons up yeah and i because i've installed those things before i'm still thinking maybe tomorrow night i might be worried but at the moment i'm thinking yeah yeah we're all right we're gonna be all right <laughs> awesome <That's laughs> good. and like you know beyond you know this year's look again festival project um what else is kind of coming up for you for this year Wow, um, I in London I'm doing a big in a permanent installation okay. in Broadgate, and that's been I've been doing for two years, and that's all with tiles. And then I work with my partner Luke Morgan, and he's making all the furniture for that. Okay. So after this, I go back and do a lot of painting. Yeah. Um, and then I'm hope I'm look like I'm doing a big project in Hong Kong in okay. um, December, a big installation. Mm-hmm. And we're going to work with a local young artist animator. Oh, cool. So, and digital. So that's yeah. quite interesting, another dimension. Yeah. Um, and there's, yeah, lots of different bits and bobs and things yeah. ongoing. And one I, one I can't say, okay. a couple I can't say. But, um, yeah, so, yeah. so lots. Um, but I'm so excited about this project because yeah. it does mean so much to me and it is so personal and it's just amazing that it's come about and that I've had the opportunity to express um, this whole thing about my mother and father. Yeah. And also there's an exhibition of my mother's embroidery okay. at the Music Hall. Oh, okay. So right. if anybody wants to go and have a look at it, her work, is her work, she carried on working. She was 80... Five oh, yeah. or eighty-four. I'm going to get in trouble with my sisters. And um, and she just worked and worked, wow. just carried on working. Okay. And her work is as fresh when you know at age. Is, yeah. So I think age. I don't think you should define everybody by age because mm-hmm. um, I don't think things you you can keep on working. You know, yeah. if you've got the right spirit and you've mm-hmm. got the right mindset. You can just work forever if yeah. you want to. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. And my yeah. mum definitely wanted to work forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Man. I think, yeah, I think yeah, hopefully people listen to go and check that out as well. Yeah. I think the launch night um, for Look Again is going to be at the Music Hall as well. Yeah, yeah, and I'm doing yeah. a talk with yeah. Creative Review. There's yeah. going to be a panel. And Joe Gilbert will um, do, do the two Doric poems nice. and speak. And yeah. she'll also be part of the panel. So we'll be able to discuss more. That's really um, good. And she'll come. I think it's really important yeah. that every aspect is good. Yeah. And just for the listeners, where can they kind of find you? I'm sure they probably follow you already, but for some people, you know... If you just kind of come across your work and stuff just now, where can they find you, like, online? So I don't really have a website, I mean, but um, on, it's mainly my Instagram. Yeah. So at Tamoragmyoscop on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then I really do sort of post up um, quite, not every day, but mm-hmm. most days, and definitely what, what I'm doing. And yeah. um, there'll be a lot of um, this project Awesome. In the next few days. That's really cool. But Moek, thank you so much for coming on the podcast you know, and sharing your creative journey, your story, and also a story about your mum and dad meeting as well. 
and you know your love for Aberdeen really appreciate it so yeah um, hope you guys enjoyed our chat and I'll see you soon alright take care for now yeah so that was episode 64 with Morag Myerskoff I want to thank Morag for coming on the podcast and sharing her story with us and also speaking about her project for this year's Look Again Festival Love at First Sight so yeah I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I'll catch up with you again soon alright take care for now <laughs>